Diablo 4 has arrived. As the forces of hell gather, only you can stand in their way. Journey across the expansive, open world of Sanctuary. Choose from five powerful classes, then progress them to fit your playstyle. Adventure with your friends in up to four-player co-op with cross-play and cross-progression on all platforms. Welcome to hell. Diablo 4, available now. Rated M for Mature. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. When life gets busy, you grind, you push, you reach for a stick of Liquid IV powder. It hydrates you two times faster than water alone, so you can crush goals and your to-do list. Because real life is extreme enough. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Buy a stick in store or at liquidiv.com with the code podcast for 20% off your order. Hey fam, before the episode starts, I just wanted to pop in and say we are really gearing up here for Top Picks and Eugen, and I just wanted to remind everybody to stay tuned for the July release of Eugen Volume 2. It's going to be amazing, and I can't wait for you guys to dive in. Also, I wanted to preface this episode a little bit because this is such an important topic, and um, given the brand that I'm interviewing and innovation and the you know leaps and bounds they've made for women's health, um, I think it's you know it's due for me to say at least a few words before we dive into the episode, which is just about you know the state of um, women's rights here in this country in America, and you know with the recent overturning of Roe v. Wade all of the backlash that we've seen, you know, on a state level, there's been a lot of controversy and there's been a lot of um, things going on that have really riled up people's emotions, I mean, rightfully so. And, you know, I think this is a really, really good time to reflect on all of that, to reflect on our own values um, and to reflect on our own understanding of what it means to be a woman, what it means to have... um, you know, the responsibility of getting pregnant, um, the privilege of getting pregnant, and then also, um, the hurdles and, you know, the things that come with it, you know, that come with fertility, that come with having a menstrual period, that come with having all of the things that women deal with day in and day out. You know, these are things that I feel like a society, we kind of brush under the rug and we don't really think about as much as we should. You know, but when big topics emerge, we dive into conversation and we dive into these debates. But on a day-to-day level, do we really sit down and think about what's going on with us, our bodies, our loved ones and their bodies? You know, if you're a man or a woman um, that is experiencing someone who's still going through their menstrual years, you know, for example. I mean, it's just, these are just topics, you know, just examples that are really, really intertwined in this overall theme of understanding women's health. So I wanted to just preface the episode by saying, I really hope you guys have a chance to reflect on this and just, you know, think about what it means for you personally and, um, you know, how you want to see the world. Um, change or, you know, just evolve in this area. So just keep that in mind as you're listening. I think it's a really cool 
uh, topic to obviously discuss and bring forward, but also just to reflect on, you know, as individuals. And that's what I had the opportunity to do here with Ida. And I'm just so, so humbled that she came onto the show, but check it out. And also don't forget to download the app. It's called Clue, Clue app. You can go into your Apple um, app store and you can download it. Just type in Clue app and it will pop right up. It has a red logo um, and it looks kind of like a flower, the outline, but you'll see it. And you'll also see it in her concept art. But I really urge you guys, you know, think about this topic a little bit, you know, for yourself. Um, even beyond this episode. And I hope you love the episode. So don't forget to chime in. And don't forget to leave us that wonderful rating. That wonderful review. It really helps us out so much. And thank you again for everything. For every single one of you that tunes in. And for every single one of you that gives us the time of day. Thanks guys. And enjoy the episode. Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta, and today's episode is very special because it is about something that we as women deal with every single month, every single day. Um, I think that everyone can relate to this in some form. Uh, So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys uh, to the founder of this wonderful app called Clue by BioWink, and we have the founder with us, Ida Tin. Welcome to the show, Ida. I'm so excited to be hosting you. Thank you very much for having me, Ekta. Uh, no, it's, it's a pleasure to host you, and I really am excited to learn from you and about the wonderful app and the wonderful uh, you know, company that you've created. Uh, if you could give us a little bit of background, though, Ida, about yourself and your career and really what got you started, you know, I, it would be great for the listeners. Yeah, so I was born in Denmark. I'm, I'm Danish. I've lived in Germany the last 13 years. Uh, and I've always been an entrepreneur. I did motorcycle tours before this, and I had a jewelry company. So I've done all kinds of weird things. But one day I was thinking, why is it that there has been so little innovation in methods for family planning? Hmm. Um, I had tried to be on the pill. I had a lot of side effects. I'd been in steady relationships since I was 16. So I was getting really tired of condoms. And I was like, why, why is it that nobody has innovated in this space? And I thought, what if we could take out our phones and it would tell us today you cannot get pregnant or today you can get pregnant. I thought that would be a really cool tool to have. And so I started and fast forward 10 years, we got FDA clearance as the world's first all digital contraceptive. So it's been a wild journey. Uh, It's been a, it's been amazing. We've, we, yeah, we started and, um, and now there's 100 employees and uh, more than 12 million users of the app. That is so amazing. Can I just say how much love I have for Denmark? <laughs> oh, I am nice. Yes, I am a huge, huge fan of the entire culture, the people, the, the work that comes out. I mean, Skype was invented by a Danish professional. And I am just so awe of you guys because you're just the most kind-hearted human beings that I've ever met. I actually, um, you know, this is a little personal, but I, I had somebody that I dated for over uh, five years that was Danish. 
and he was very wow. kind to me and introduced me to the world of, of Denmark. And so I've been many times and I'm excited that you're from there. And um, it really does, you know, uh, you're adding to my own, uh, you know, I guess, bias, positive bias of how, you know, <laughs> Danish people are just brilliant. So <laughs> that's very oh, But funny. you know, I'll tell you that I have an American boyfriend from California. So I have a lot oh. of love for America too. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Blending of cultures. I'm a huge fan yes. of that. I mean, you know, I love what you said, though, Ida. You know, I love that you have that FDA. The congratulations, by the way, on that amazing hallmark. I mean, that is truly, truly extraordinary. You know, huge applause for you and your team for uh, making that happen. We have been needing that for a very long time. I'm glad you mentioned the team. It was a huge um, learning curve for everybody. We were a small team. Nobody had ever gone through an FDA clearance process before. Uh, mm. And it, it really was pretty grueling I have to say <laughs> so I but I was, very, I was very excited to get this uh cleared because I think that the world needs new methods for family planning not just ours but we really need innovation in this space because there's not one thing that fits everybody all the time and yeah. we have 200 million women on the planet who wants to use uh, birth control of some for form who doesn't have access and I'm hoping that you know, now most of them or many of them have smartphones that they could maybe use something like clue birth control or or something else, you know, just just that they get something that really works for them would is a big yeah. I can yeah. Dream of. Absolutely. No, I mean, this is an, what, a, what a time to do this too, right? With like the, the overturning of Roe v. Wade and like this in, just insanity that we're living in, right? With the whole like attack on women's health, attack on women's rights. I mean, this is something that is just so profound that you're doing because, I mean, it's going to resonate for, you know, decades to come. It, it's something we need as women. And so, you know, I, I love that you have done this and, and the birth control aspect is I think so so important um, I really want to ask you though Ida you know what has the work been in terms of from the OBGYN perspective you know do you guys work with a lot of doctors in that field or how was that in terms of just innovating this app and innovating this idea you know if you could kind of walk us down that whole journey one of the things we really wanted uh, from the get-go was to make sure that everything we did was really scientifically based and very scientifically sound. So we've always worked together with um, scientists and people who could take science and the new science and turn it into product that is helpful for people and content that is accessible and meaningful and culturally attuned and still really, really scientifically sort of strictly accurate. Yeah. Um, one of the things we learned along the way was that the data set that we were collecting or that users were tracking about their cycles was pretty extraordinary. I mean, the in the history of science, there's never been data sets on the female cycle of this magnitude. Um, and so we got contacted by a lot of different research institutions who were, you know, that Christmas lights in their eyes, you know, they're like, oh, can we, you know, can we do various science projects with this data? And yeah. we decided and we communicated very openly to our users that we would like to use um, non-identifiable identify data um, and, and, and actually uh, share it for free with these research institutions so that we could move female health research forward. So we've had a lot of really 
I think, fascinating partnerships uh, that has taught us stuff as well. Um, and then we have been able to take some of this new learning and, and give it back to users. I yeah. love that. I love that. I really, and you know what? I, I, hey, you know, the scientists had the right Christmas lights in their eyes, rightfully so, because, you know, this is a really, really amazing, amazing, you know, area. And for someone to innovate and to provide such valuable tools is something that can never be, um, you know, understated in a way, because right now the landscape that we're living in, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, you could agree, Ida, is that we are living in a world where we're getting attacked in a way, right, you know, as women. And, and the attack is not forward. It's very um, subconscious. And, and, and when I say that, what I mean is um, we are, like, the idea of, like, shaming a period you know, or shaming the concept of going through a menstrual cycle or, you know, those kind of things. Those are things that have come up, you know, on recent social media, you know, certain posts, certain creators, people have made these ridiculous comments. So, you know, when I look at something that you've created uh, and this beautiful, beautiful app, I, I think to myself, you know, we need more advocacy on this level. You know, I really am a firm believer in the idea that, yeah, we can all sit around and talk about women's health and talk about how many changes need to be made but you know someone like you is uh, who I look up to because you're really creating the change that we need so you know huge huge kudos to you um overall because th this is going to be so remarkable for many many years to come you know um, so one of my one of my big questions for you also now is you had mentioned science and I love that you have that so grounded in the DNA of, of the brand but I want to learn about how you know, the global health scene has really been, um, you know, in terms of like an inspiration for you. I know you mentioned you, you're from Denmark and I know healthcare is, you know, readily available to Danish uh, citizens. So, you know, how has that been in terms of being, you know, I guess, impactful for your own personal journey through all of this? Yeah, I grew up traveling around the world on motorcycles with my adventurous parents and older brother, <laughs> since I was one year old um so I've been lucky growing up seeing a lot of the planet like physically actually seeing a lot of the planet and one yeah. of the things that is very deeply ingrained into my system is that women need to have agency over their reproductive health before we can have you know financial agency and before we can put our school uh, our kids to school and have them get adequate education and so on so it's for me it's always been a very fundamental part um so i had that uh yeah sort of encoded into my system and then also this sense of i need something else and what's available and i think the two things combined gave me a lot of confidence that this really was a problem that needed new solutions in the world and um yeah yeah i don't know i i also felt like we can put people on the moon why do i as a modern woman don't know which days i can get pregnant i mean this is a really crucial information to have right it's life altering to get pregnant um especially of course if you live in a place where you don't have the option of an of a safe and free and legal abortion so so yeah i wanted to to try yeah. and do something about that 
No, I mean, I, I think you, you've definitely done something about that. And I, and I love that you mentioned that you have had this, um, you know, international upbringing, you know, in the sense of like, you've seen the world, you've physically seen the world. And I think that, you know, you, we can't stress that enough, I think, as a society about how it is so important nowadays for women to be of this global mindset, you know, in the sense of we must understand each other, we must understand our needs across the board. Um, you know, so I, I love that. I love that about your, your background and that you have that experience because, you know, I mean, what better person to lead an initiative such as this than someone who does have that understanding, you know. But I, I want to ask you if you could walk us through the app and, you know, how it works for our listeners, you know, just so they understand and how to, they should be approaching it. Because I, you know, obviously you guys, you know, I'm going to recommend this is the only app you need <laughs> for period <laughs> tracking. So I know a lot of people out there, I mean, me myself, you know, uh, I, I've been using period tracking apps for many, many years, but, you know, just to get a sense of how um, you guys work, if you could just kind of walk us through that. Sure. I hope that when people open the app, it will look kind of simple. So you will yeah. get a view of your cycle, which is a circle uh, with a dot that kind of indicates where you are. So you can see easily if you are on your period or you are about to ovulate, or maybe you are towards the end of the cycle where maybe some people experience um, premenstrual signs or syndrome. Um, and then you can you basically press a plus and then you can add uh you you can track things that you're experiencing in your body it might be that you're bleeding but it can also be pain it can be things related to your mood it can also be things you're doing like partying or exercise or maybe you're sleep deprived all the things that we know scientifically will affect your cycle or things mm -hmm. that the cycle does to your life <laughs> so you are being affected by having a cycle and then there's a lot of educational content in the app so you can always press and read about like so what does it actually mean to ovulate like what is that by the way that's when the egg pops and that's the time of the cycle where you can get pregnant um and then we have analysis so you can get a broader understanding of what's happening over time with your cycle. You can see if something is out of the ordinary for you. And that's really important because when you go to a doctor and you say, you know, my cycle is long, your, your doctor will ask, but like, what's the normal cycle for you? And then when you have the data, they can see too what's going on for you. And that means that you can advocate for yourself. And then we have um, also modes that if you're trying for a baby, we can help you get that, you know, get the timing right, a lot of information about that. And then if you are pregnant, we can also help, help you through a pregnancy and also after pregnancy. So my hope is that people will find it helpful no matter where they are on their life journey with the reproductive health. Um, and menopause is still missing. I'm hoping we can build that really soon because that's a huge one for, you know, everybody go through that. And then there is a cool birth control, which because we just actually rebuild the entire app so that we can build on it faster, we took it out momentarily so that we could be fast, but that will get back in. So then we can also help you not get pregnant. Interesting. It was very interesting. I love that. And I, I like that the, you've created it in a, in, with the simplicity in mind, you know, because I think uh, a lot of us get very, very uh, you know, kind of boggled with a complicated apps. I know I do. <laughs> you know, I love apps. Yeah, sure. I, download, 
I downloaded a lot of apps, so I, I can speak on that. Um, you know, it gets frustrating when it's not easy to understand. But um, I have some very, very specific questions for you, if you don't mind um, me asking. For the first one is really about IVF. Now, as a woman, um, I'm 36 years old. And so I'm going through my own journey with IVF. I've decided to undergo the process of egg freezing. You know, I'm working with my with my fertility specialist. And um, one of the questions I have for you is, you know, have you guys um, thought about, you know, working with fertility specialists to help them uh, guide their patients, right? Like using this app as a tool where they can help them in terms of guiding and making sure that they're staying on top of things, as well as, you know, providing updates to their specialists. I mean, has that ever kind of uh, been discussed in your team or is that something you're looking to do in the future? or Are you doing it currently? Mm, I think it's a really good idea. If we, so, <laughs> though we have raised a lot of money, we still have many more ideas that we can execute on, unfortunately. So yeah. we haven't built this. I also think that, um, so we sometimes talk about like a funnel where, you know, at the beginning of the wide end of the funnel, you have everybody. And some people, they just get pregnant kind of by themselves. It's no problem. And then some people move towards the more narrow end of the funnel and they maybe start recognizing that it's not just happening and maybe they start making sure that they time it at the right place of the cycle of the cycle or they eat the right food and then they move forward and at some point they go to a doctor and say hey you know can you help me with this and so I think where we might be really helpful is just before what I think of as the doctor line just before the point where people go see a doctor um, and then maybe also make sure that people do go see an IVF specialist earlier than they maybe would otherwise, if it's not just working for them getting pregnant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then I know that when you do go see a doctor, it's really helpful to have potentially years of data about your cycle. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so I think that's how we interface with the clinics. Could we do much more? I'm sure we could. I mean, honestly, I know that can be a really tough journey for many people going through this. Um, so maybe something to look into. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to see you because now that you have that FDA clearance, like I just keep thinking, you know, like my uh, my doctor mind <laughs> is thinking, you know, uh, there might be a really, really great way to integrate this, your app, you know, your your project and your app with uh, like healthcare software systems. You know what I mean? In terms of like being able to get that data to the doctors and get that information to them to like immediately because I'm not going to lie to you you know I've done that myself you know before I discovered you guys I was using like some of the more dated apps that are not nearly as sophisticated and even I was showing that you know at the time to like my for example just as a checkup right if you go to your OB for like a pap smear or something like that you just you want to give them all the information right your history and stuff so sometimes I would pull out you know an app and say oh yeah this is when I got my last period or this is how I felt yeah. you know so it would be really cool to see you guys get into integrated so much into the system where um, now healthcare providers are able to really utilize that and say, we can give you better care because this app exists and, you know, all that. So I, I would love to yeah. see you go in that direction if you ever get an opportunity. You know, you know, just, yeah, I think it's, and you know, we kind of hacked it a little bit in the beginning. So what we did was that there was a feature where people could print out what we call a doctor report 
like a really nicely designed FDA that had the summary um, of your cycle. So your individual data printed out in a format that would be exactly how a doctor would want this. And we worked with doctors to make sure it fitted their you know, way of thinking. Uh, and then we said powered by Clue. And we were thinking after a while, I'm sure doctors will start saying, hey, can you track with Clue? Because I like getting the doctor report. And I, I still think it's a brilliant idea because one of the challenges we had is to, you know, we wanted to be consumer facing because selling to doctors and selling and interfacing with big healthcare systems is very time consuming and expensive. It's very long sales cycles. It's very difficult. And we are also globals, right? So we would have to do this in so many markets. So we, we figured what, how do we empower, how do we empower the user uh, to go and make this data really helpful for the doctor? And I mean, I'm not saying this was the ideal way of doing it. It was like, how can we do this right now? And this was been one way we, we did that. I love that. I love that. No, that's, that's wonderful. And I, and I really like that you have that option of the principal thing, because the thing is, you know, as women, we, we are so busy, right? I mean, I, I'm sure, you know, Ida, we, we have so many things we, as women, we are multitaskers, I think in our core, you know, I, I don't think I've met a single woman, especially um, if she's very career minded that does multitask. And so something like this would just be, I mean, it is, it, it already is game changing, but you, to even make it even more, that'd be really cool. But um, I think my next question really is um, more towards this idea of the FDA, because I'm sure that was a huge like project, right? I mean, you guys must have gone through so much like back and forth. So how, can, you know, just to give us a little bit of a story about it, how was that, you know, the whole process of working with the FDA and getting them to understand what you're doing and all of that good stuff? Yeah. So I remember we had a strategy offside with our board uh, in Helsinki. And I said, you know, contraception is the biggest use case in female health. I still believe this to be true because it's something that we do for many years. Um, so I had this big conviction. And, um, and then later I was saying to some of these investors, I'm like, you knew about FDA. Like, how, how, like, how did you not say something to me? <laughs> like <laughs> of how wild and crazy a journey we were embarking on. And honestly, I would say we could not have done this earlier. We broken our necks and we probably couldn't have done it later either. It was just the right moment where we somehow managed to do it. And um we, we sometimes said that it was like we, we went from being toddlers to being teenagers as a company, because one of the things that has to happen is that you have to develop everything in what's called a quality management system, which means that you have to document how you build everything. And the reason for it is that essentially when you get FDA clearance, you're making a claim to the user saying, I can help you with this. I can help you not get pregnant. And then you have to prove that that's true that your efficacy is what you said it's been. So you have to have a clinical trial that states that this is true. And then you have to keep building everything so that you ensure the user's safety. It's a great system. I think it's totally right that it exists. You know, it's really important that, that you can trust the products basically that you're using that are really crucial to your health. And so, so we, we developed this quality management system and developed the app within it. Um, and one of the things that we also did, and 
to my knowledge, this was the first time that the FDA ever did this together with a company was that we could say this app or this feature of this app is eligible for a segment of users, a little bit like a prescription medication saying oh. this is a great product, but it's not for everybody. Yeah. And we had to show the FDA that we could filter the people who came in so that only the right ones ended up using the product. The right ones, meaning the ones where this product would be safe and right for them. Um, and this was a, yeah, pretty fascinating uh, user testing journey. We also had to, for instance, show that we had a representative segment of users from the U.S. Um, going through this testing. So we had all walks of life and all, you know, you know the, the variety of what American women look like. Uh, yeah. go through this. And then also just as a final piece, you have to also make sure that once you have brought the product to market, that, that it really lives up to your promise. Like you have to keep looking at what happens after it's actually being used in the wild. Um, it's called post-market surveillance. Um, again, to ensure that, that people are safe using it. So Wow. Yeah, no, I must have, that must have been such a long process and, and very, very uh, detailed, like you said. I mean, that's interesting that you said that you guys had to prove how you can, you know, you can kind of control a little bit about who is actually um, coming in and, and actually utilizing it. I mean, I think I think that's a fair there's a fair way to approach it as well, because to be honest, you know, one of the biggest fears I have is um eventually this country is going to go down the road of saying well you know birth control is just not a, you know it's not even a term that we want to use anymore and so I want to get your opinion on that is that just terminology sake you know because since you guys are working as as a as a contraceptive agent you know what I mean like do you have fears about that I mean is there something that um, you're just concerned about, you know, as an entrepreneur when it comes to this, because obviously the landscape is um, so, so drastically changing, you know, when it comes to female health. Uh, I would just love to get your opinion on that overall. I Hello? think it's so crucial that women keep, um, you know, saying what they need and standing up for it and arguing for having it. I, I am, yeah, I am concerned. I'm concerned that there's a lot of pressure from many different sides to limit people's ability for themselves, how they want to live their lives. Um, uh, there's been a lot of uh, conversation around data privacy as well, right? Where, yeah. you know, women really should not have to worry that when they try that that would ever, ever be used against them by the by their country by their state that's yeah 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 just totally absolutely. unacceptable absolutely no that makes i i completely agree with you 100 agree with you i don't think that should ever be a concern you know for any human much less you know uh specific gender. maybe if i can just in if i can insert one sentence to that uh, one of the things that's good about Germany and Europe is all on the privacy, especially in Germany, 
given the story of Germany, right? So, so you know, as a user, you don't have to use Clue, but if you care about your data privacy, you should, you could have a look and see where is the app being built um, and where is the data being stored and under which regulation is this data being held? Because it actually does matter if you're built in China and one of the biggest ones is, or maybe in Belarus, where is another very big one is being built. Um, and I'd say choosing a European and German one will secure you very well when it comes to data privacy. Wow, I didn't know that. That's really interesting. Why, is it just because the laws are very like um, open-ended or I mean, what, why is that? What, if you could explain. So it's because the European Union made a decision to secure people's data privacy rights. And they came up with GDPR, which is General Data Protection Regulation, um, which has a yeah, rules and regulation on what you're allowed to do with people's data, um, which I think is very helpful and really necessary. And, I, and maybe just to add that um, the same way that science was it's a, a crucial part of who we are, so has data privacy always been. So we were pretty aligned to GDPR before GDPR existed. Like, Interesting. Um, can you, one second, uh, one, one second, Ida, can you move maybe to another place? Because you're cutting out really bad in the recording. I'm going to cut this yeah, part of the recording. I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah, so the problem is that I'm sitting on a small island and the, and the network is usually good. But yeah. if it's not, there isn't all that much I can do. Is this okay. any better? Right. No, it's good right now. Yeah, it's good right now. So um, if you could just like repeat the sentence that you had wanted to insert just one more time and I'll make sure I clip it in in the right place. Yeah. So yeah. the same way that science was a really important part of who we are at Clue, so was data privacy. So when the GDPR regulation came into being in Europe, we were pretty much compliant already because we always felt that taking really good care of people's data was like a no-brainer. Like if you want to build a company around hosting really sensitive data, you better really, really honor that trust. Um, I don't know how many emails I've gotten from people who want to buy data. <laughs> and I'm just like, nope, never, yeah. ever. Like not our business model. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, that's definitely something that I think, you know, um, it's a problem in the U.S. specifically. And so I am so glad that you're sticking to truly international ethics, you know, when it comes to this, because we really need leaders right now. We don't need people who are mimicking a broken system. We need people who are going to lead the way. And I think that's exactly what you guys are doing. And I really, really applaud you genuinely for doing that. Um, you know, I, I really uh, want to ask you, I think, a more philosophical question at this point, because it's very important for us to have the, these discussions, I think, um, as women, especially for the young women out there, the young, young professional women out there that are tuning in, um, you know, when it comes to uh, planning your future, right, like family planning and, and things like that. Um, 
you know, do you suggest any specific like way to approach the app? Do you think that there's a certain like age at which someone should start using it? If there's any mothers out there listening and they have young teenage girls that are approaching that age of, you know, 18 plus where you're starting to think about, you know, well, where am I going with my career? I mean, do you have any advice for parents, you know, in a way to help them or even young professional women so that they can start early and make sure that they're going down the right road when it comes to, you know, getting this information logging this information and then uh, utilizing it for years to come. I think it's so important that you have open conversations with your kids about how the body works. I mean, the body is amazing and, you know, we have biology that can create humans and uh, it definitely shouldn't be shameful and having conversations where you tell them how it is and maybe also what things can be difficult about it and when you should go get help I mean, one of the things that I find sad is that so many people walk around undiagnosed with things like endometriosis or PCOS, which are unfortunately really common conditions. And sometimes, you know, a mother will have it and then the daughter has it. And then they're both like, yeah, it's really painful. And they think it's normal when in fact, maybe it's something that they needed care for. So, yeah. and then I would say, you know, in terms of you know, your needs change during your life. So staying attuned to, you know, what do, what actually feels good in my body right now? What does not feel good and keep kind of demanding <laughs> that, you know, that things don't just suck because usually they don't, they don't have to um, and learn how to advocate for yourself at the doctor's office or with your partner. I mean, I think that's another really big thing. Help your, your children, you know, all genders, to to have an intimate life that is fulfilling and healthy so and these conversations can be hard to have and I actually just came across um this publisher doing children's books about all the things that can be hard to talk to your kids about and Jessica Biles, Biles is just publishing a book about periods which I think is really beautiful um yeah I love that. I love that. No, great advice. Genuinely great advice. And I completely, completely, uh, 100% agree with you. I think that, you know, this open-ended need of conversation and this open-ended conversation in general is, it, it, at this point, it's not even like an option, in my opinion. Like, I think that if you're, you know, going to raise children in the environment that we're living in now, like, you have to educate them. I mean, to this day, I have young you know, patients that will ask me, you know, it's not even my specialty, but they'll ask me things like, you know, hey, doc, you know, is it normal for me to feel this? Like, you know, whether that's pain or whether that's discomfort or whatever. And I always tell them, I'm like, you know, I'm not an OB, but what I can tell you is anytime you experience any kind of pain or discomfort, it's not normal. So, you know, uh, it, so, you know, I have to, it's almost a, sometimes it, it blows my mind, right, as well, where I, I, I think exactly what you said here, which is who is, who's in charge of educating our youth right now, you know, and why mm -hmm. don't they know what's right or what feels right and what doesn't feel right. These are things that are, I think, are human rights and, you know, this amount of knowledge is a human right to have. And so, um, you know, I, I really, I really agree with what you said. And that leads me to my next question, which is the educational component of, 
um, the app. You know, I have you thought about Ida, you know, incorporating uh, the education into things like, for example, like universities or having, you know, universities or big institutions have access to this for their students, because I think that could be so huge, you know what I mean, in terms of like, if you're a part of a sorority, or if you're part of like, whatever, like, you know, as a, as a woman, you should have access, right, to these kind of things, especially since you guys are FDA approved and, you know, you're the real deal. I mean, have you guys thought about that as a team? Hmm. The educational part is definitely super important to me because one of the things I understood early is that it's not enough to collect data and then mirror it back to a user because then you get a number. It's like, okay, so my cycle was, you know, 40 days. What does that mean? You know, <laughs> you yeah. need to have people with context to make this data really valuable. Um, and we have done like a kind of um, educational like talk tours around America where some of our really brilliant science writers would go and, and educate um, for our community. I, I mean, yes, I definitely think that Clue can be used in an institutional context. And I I remember meeting people in the Middle East who told me that that had actually happened, which was pretty cool to hear. Um, but, and also I should say, we have a lot of like, uh, yeah, articles about all kinds of things, female health on our website as well. So if people for some reason don't wanna do this on their app, um, they can also find it on the website. Um, I mean, I, I, I read the news recently that it's now become illegal <laughs> to talk to young girls about periods what? in some state in America. And I was at school and I was like, this is the world upside down. Like, it's like and what signal are you sending also to the older ones? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just so, you know, maybe that's another thing. Like how you ask, like, who's educating the nation at this moment in time? And that's a very good question. I think I keep asking that. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh my gosh. I mean, you just taught me something I didn't know. I, I didn't know anyone was doing that. If I ever see someone doing that, I'm going to personally verbally attack you. <laughs> you know, if you ever say to somebody that, you know, don't ask questions and don't, you know, don't be curious about your body. That's terrible. You know, we should it's never really be strange. having. Yeah. It's strange What's where it? that idea comes from right but what yeah. is it in somebody that makes them feel that that's a necessary step to take so yeah there are definitely cultural differences between Europe and America in that way I I heard a podcast actually with Esther Perel this um sexual expert and writer and really amazing woman and she was talking about how the health uh, how the educational system in the Netherlands have sex ed from you know from the very first classes they have it one week every year and then yeah, kind of yeah. follows them through the whole school life and of course you know what they talk about changes and how they talk about it I thought that was great yeah no that's that, I've heard of that as well and I heard that it's um yeah the Netherlands and I've also heard that in uh, other countries as well like in northern Europe it's it's becoming more of a thing because um I have some friends that are always you know we always chat about little things like this and these topics come up and they they are always boggled you know I feel like Europe is always um in a different mindset right than America yeah. and I love that because of the the aspect of you know open-mindedness and so we have these conversations even my friends and I where we're like yeah, we just don't, I don't get it. You know, why is it such a big deal that we're trying to educate our youth? You know, they should be allowed to ask questions. They should be allowed to explore. And 
if you're hindering that or if you're doing anything to cause any kind of misinformation, I mean, shame on you. You know, it's it's really, really a disgusting thing to see that. And I, as much as I love being an American, I'm very, very, you know, patriotic in my own sense. I, I love this country, but I mean, let's be real here. You know, when it comes to health, there's nothing more important than focusing on the data you know, and focusing on the mm -hmm. real science. And, and so I, you know, for everyone listening, this is just me ranting, by the way, I It's just, you know, trying to tell mm -hmm. my listeners, like, you know, stand up for this, you know, stand, if mm -hmm. you guys ever see somebody doing this kind of thing, or, you know, oppressing anyone, you know, for wanting to gain knowledge, you should, you should do something about it. You know, it, it's not okay to just be bystanders. And just because the government is saying, well, this is what we're going to do now. That's fine. Follow the rules. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you have to oppress your voice and your opinion. You know what I mean? So I think that's just equally as important. And, and, and also, you know, technology such as yours, Ida, you know, we can only utilize them to the capacity that we allow ourselves to. And so, you know, in terms of like, there's a lot of girls I know out there that are shy, they don't talk about these things. I understand that it's a cultural thing. But you, you know, you guys at some point, you know, my medical advice is always, you have to take your own health very, very seriously. And, you know, and utilizing an app, like clue, like you have to realize that this is here to help you. You know, this is your a, a tool to aid you, and to not utilize that and to not take advantage of it is a disservice to yourself. So, you know, I, I just wanted to say that for my own listeners. But I, I, I love what you guys are doing, and I, I really want to end the conversation on on a positive note of you know getting your advice, your wisdom on you know just advice you have for for anybody out there that's listening, entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, young women, anybody um, in terms of what it's been like for you as a woman on this journey of entrepreneurship and really making true impact and change? <laughs> That's a wonderful and very big question. Um, I think one of the things I'm really curious about at the moment is the concept of embodiment, which mm -hmm. is about being really aware of what your body is experiencing like every day in every moment so I think of the body as a really refined instrument uh, in a way that we can experience the world through our bodies so I mean we all know this sense of you know being nervous and you have butterflies in your stomach or you're sad and it feels like your heart is hurting so there are strong body sensations that I think we all know but if you train it a little bit, your body is actually sending you a lot of signals about what's happening in you and around you. And the more you train the ability to pick up on these really little signals, the more information you get about yourself and the world. And uh, as a leader, and for instance, when I've been hiring people and having job interview conversations, um, it's been fascinating to see how much information I can get through tuning into my body and listening to what my body is telling me. Yeah. So that's the learning journey I'm on. And I find that fascinating. I love that. I love that. And I hope for everyone who's tuning in here, you know, you've gotten some really, really um, good advice because it, this has been a wonderful, wonderful interview for me. Uh, so thank you, Ida, for giving me the opportunity to chat with you and to learn about your wonderful work. And um, I really, like I said, I commend you and your whole team for doing this. We need this, you know, um, globally, we need this. And so I really encourage everyone listening, please pay heed to Ida's advice and and also of course check out the app um, you know I'm going to link everything in the podcast uh, episode 
and the the concept art for this but you guys can always just go to your app store and and download clue so check it out and let me know what you guys think thank you so much and i'll be back next time thank you so much Ekta, there was one thing i wanted to share as well if i can Yes, please do. Can I do that? Um, yes. I want to say that for the first time ever, we're doing a crowdfunding campaign. Uh, we have raised 60 million euros or dollars over the years. So we have a lot of, you know, tier one, world-class investors. But yeah. what I'm really excited about now finally opening this up so that users and everybody can become part of our, you know, our company. Um, and you can invest as little as $10. So it really can be for anybody. Um, and I, I kind of wish I'd done this from the beginning. I, I love this idea, the idea that Clue could have been owned only by users. But anyway, that didn't happen. But now it can happen. Um, yeah. So just say that. And I should say, you can pre-register now. And unfortunately, you have to be based in the European Union. But If you are interested and you're American, please pre-register anyway, because if lots of people do that, we we definitely could do another campaign in the US. And I would love that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm 100% behind you, Ida. I really encourage all of our listeners to sign up. And you know, if you are in the US, yeah, sign up for the, you know, the early access and the and the just to get notified, you know, of any updates and stuff. And I'm fully behind this. I'm going to do it myself, actually. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, I, and I think it's a really good investment. Like honestly, the price is much lower than it should be because our markets are crazy. So I think it's actually potentially a good investment. And you should also not do it if it will be a catastrophe to use them lose the money because you know it is a risk investment because that's how it is with startups i should say that too i think right. it could be no i think everyone should do it i think this is amazing that you guys are um you know advertising this and thank you Ida, for mentioning that on the show because i yeah i'm a huge huge advocate for for what you're doing here and i really really encourage our listeners to get behind this please i mean you know i do not support brands that I don't believe in. And I really believe in Clue. And I, I think it's just something that we need and we need this change. So yeah, as, as much in, you know, as much input as we can have as users, the better. You know what I mean? That's yes. to me, that shows that a company cares about you. It shows that a company wants to work with you. They want to give you what you need. And that is so important because there are so many people out there that create things, but they don't get any feedback from the real users. And so the fact that Ida, you are doing this and your team is doing this, I mean, really, really great stuff. I love it. So yeah, I'm, I'm a huge supporter and I really, I'm going to keep, keep bugging all of you out there that are listening. I'm going to keep bugging you. <laughs> go invest in Clue. You know what I mean? Go, go get behind them because they're really, you know, one of the very few, and especially in the realm of women's health that are making a real impact. So thank you, Ida, so much for this. It's thank been so you long. so much, Victor, for all your really kind words. They mean a lot to me. Thank you. Thank you.